0: What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Felicia Jasmine, coming back to you with another episode of College by Her, the podcast. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode. We are in the second half of February, which is wild. Um, But y'all know I don't like to waste any time. So let's go ahead and get into something that you should check out this week. All right y'all so college by her um mental health check-ins y'all already know yesterday was bomb um, we had one on sunday february 21st um, and they are free so if you have not been at our mental health check-ins then where have you been um, go to collegebyher.com and right there on the home screen you will see a link where you can click and register um, for all of the other ones that we have coming up this Um, Semester, so about two a month, so two in March, two in April, and two in May, um, because you're trying to make sure that you stay sane, um, healthy, and safe as you finish out the spring semester. And so Definitely go and check that out. You can also click the link in our bio on Instagram. That'll take you right there. And then of course, I also wanna let you know um, and say thank you to everybody who purchased crewnecks with the everything must go sale College by Her. We have about eight or nine left. So go ahead to CollegebyHer.com, click on the merchandise tab and get you one because they're going quick. Um, And once these go, that's it. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. what's up y'all happy monday happy new week um and how are y'all doing um i know for me y'all know i'm up in connecticut it has been snowing for at this Point. I don't even know how many days, Um, but we finally got some sun, Um, so I'm just in really good spirits, enjoying the good weather, um, enjoying the extra few minutes of daylight that we're getting every day because daylight savings is coming up, Um, so I really appreciate, I think before the sun used to go down, maybe like 445, Um, and so now I think we're all the way up to like a 520-ish, so I'm excited about that. I hope that wherever you are, I know that um, there's been so much going on weather-wise, everything that was going on in Texas, um, in the South, really a lot of places. Like I said, I'm in Connecticut. I experienced a snowstorm. Um, so I hope that you are safe um, and okay. I know there has been a lot of grief, a lot of tragedy, um, whether that's people's you know, pipes bursting, um, streets being frozen over, and no power and no water. So I just hope and pray that everyone who is listening is doing okay and that you are safe and that you are warm. I also want to add that if you are somewhere where the sun has come out or there's just a little bit of sun, please, please, please go outside um, and get some sun and some fresh air, even if it's only for a few minutes. um, Because, you know, us being in the house, especially in the winter um, with this weather, we have to take every advantage that we can um, when the sun comes out, um, you know, because that vitamin D is really good for our skin. It's just good for our mental, our mind, body, soul, all of it. Uh, So definitely get outside if you can. Just a quick little recap on what we've been talking about this month. Y'all know we've been talking a lot about self-love and the inner dialogue um, that we constantly, you know, have going on in our heads. The tapes, if you will, that are on repeat. Um, And I feel like, you know, that's been a constant theme for us. On the podcast, and I really enjoyed hearing from you all um, about the things that you do to help, um, you know, with the thoughts and the messages that you send yourself. So I know some of y'all were telling me um, that you also have affirmations and sticky notes around. Some people mention. The wallpaper on their phone. Um, others mentioned the music that they listen to in the morning, like just all of the ways that you guys are really promoting and monitoring um, the messages and the things that you're telling yourself. So I loved hearing all of that. Um, and all of these are great ways to, you know, be engaging in a process of healing and change. And of course, another way to do that is therapy. Um, and so on today's episode, I kind of wanted to focus on therapy. I know there are a lot of myths um, and things like that. And so I Felt like it's important to debunk some of those, give y'all some information about therapy, of course, as a therapist myself, um, and some resources, some websites, some things that you can check out that you may not have heard of. Um, so let's go ahead and get right into it. I'm super excited about this episode, obviously, because I love therapy. I love all things mental health, wellness, um, and I love sharing this type of information with you all. So just on the basics, let's just start by talking about what therapy is. Um, And so I feel like there's a lot of different definitions or maybe you just have an idea in your head of what therapy is based off of something you've seen in a movie, um, something off of TV, something maybe someone's told you or just something that you've made up in your head. Um, And so, you know, I personally do not believe that people are broken, right? So this idea that some people have like, oh, therapy is to fix you. That's not my personal belief also too, because therapists aren't magicians, right? So like you don't go to a therapist and they just have a magic wand, um, and they fix you. So I think, a a way that I love to think about therapy. Um, I heard someone put it this way in an analogy is that, you know, think about like a puzzle box, right. With all these pieces in it. So as you, the person of your life, um, you kind of have all these, you know, different puzzle pieces, um, of your life story and so bringing that puzzle box with all the mixed up pieces to the therapist and the therapist helps you and supports you um and kind of gives you the tools and helps you to put that puzzle together right um and so this idea that you as the client you have everything that you need you have the puzzle um pieces and you have all of them you have the box you're ready to go um you just might need some help sorting through them and so that's what therapy is right um and so As a therapist, you know, we don't tell you what to do, um, how to live your life. Like I said, it's really just about helping you and guiding you to get those answers for yourself and giving you the tools um, to support you on that process and in that journey. So that's something that I definitely kind of wanted to share about, you know, what therapy is. And so I know definitely the main, um, one of the most conventional, I guess, types of therapy you can say is of course psychotherapy. So that's talk therapy, which is, you know, a form of treatment that's really about relieving emotional distress, um, and talking about your mental health. And so a lot of these, um, a lot of the ways that therapy is often delivered, of course, is in a talking format. Um, and so that can be by, um, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a social worker, a licensed counselor. Um, there are just a lot of different degrees that a person could have. So like, for example. I'm a licensed social worker, LPC is a licensed professional counselor, does an LMFT, that's a licensed marriage family therapist, um, and then of course, like I said, psychologists and psychiatrists. and we'll kind of get into um, a little bit later the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist and some of these other things, because I think it can get confusing, um, and so I'll just kind of clear that up as well. But anyway, so all of these licensed professionals who of course have went to school um, and also went through a lot of different clinical training, had to pass exams, practicums, all of that, um, you know, throughout their training. These people are definitely licensed and qualified to do it. Um, and so in talk therapy, you know, it really is about examining, like I mentioned, your mental health. And the provider is there to help you gain insight into your life choices and maybe some of the difficulties that you face. And so when I gave the example of the puzzle pieces, right, um, just uh i'm trying to think of a very simple example so like say for example you and your family growing up there was a lot of arguing right and so now um whenever you hear someone raise your voice that triggers you and you shut down um and so a therapist you know after talking to you about like the way you grew up and maybe just last week you told her how you and your best friend had this argument and you stormed out and all this other stuff then the therapist can help you make that connection right and they might say okay so it sounds like you know, the way that you experience um, arguing growing up has really impacted the way you are experiencing it in your current relationship. And then boom, here we are unpacking, you know, the way that you are now, um, which is, you know, that therapist in, in essence, pulling those puzzle pieces out of that box that you brought to them um, and helping you make sense of them all. So, You know, those therapy sessions can really be helpful. Um, And as a person going into therapy, you can have a specific goal. So maybe, you know, you're like, oh, I really want to seek therapy because I need to work on boundaries in my relationships. Uh, Or maybe you don't have a goal and you just want to go to therapy because you need to talk about all of the things going on in your life. That's okay too. Um, And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But, you know, psychotherapy definitely can, um, you know, look different for everyone. Of course, different therapists have different um, specialties. We'll also get into that in a little bit. Um, And so I think the biggest takeaway that I just wanted to let you guys know is that, you know, the therapeutic process is definitely a team effort. So it's both the, you know, client and the therapist working together um, to really bring about this change. And it's not just a one-sided thing. So Also, too, I know I mentioned psychotherapy as being kind of the most conventional um, and within psychotherapy, definitely, you know, individual one on one. Um, But of course, there are other different types of therapy, um, group therapy. So, of course, that's like when you're in a group. Um, I've had the privilege of leading those. And, you know, it's really helpful because, um, you know, you can get like feedback from peers if you will um so say for example um I've led a group of graduate students um who it was a relationships group and so I might be sharing if I'm a grad student I might be sharing in this group like something that's going on in a relationship in my life um and I can hear you know what other people are experiencing and one that helps me know that I'm not alone Um, and also too I can kind of get feedback from my peers as well and see the way they're handling their situation and that might help me so group therapy is really cool um, and there are other, you know, forms of therapy, art therapy. There are are um, licensed art therapists who do different um, activities that have to do with art, which I absolutely love and think is really cool. Um, so therapy just isn't talk therapy and it just isn't individual. That, of course, is just kind of, you know, the main way that a lot of people understand therapy. So. Getting into some other aspects of it, I feel like a question that a lot of people often ask is, how do I know I should go to therapy or when should I seek therapy? Um, So something that I like to tell people is that if you're thinking about going, you should definitely go, right? There's no threshold that says, oh, you know... If you've been happy for the past year, you don't need to go to therapy or, you know, you have to not have you have to have been crying for the past three weeks in a row to go to therapy. Right. There's no rules around that. And so if it even crosses your mind and it's something that you're thinking about doing, you should definitely go. I oftentimes tell people um you know, if anything, you can always stop, right? But why not go? Um, there could be things under the surface or just things that come up that you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know such and such was still bothering me. Like, I do want to process this or, you know, just whatever it may be. And so if you're thinking about going, definitely go. Um, another, you know, myth, of course, is that trauma is, on- I mean, that therapy is only for people who have experienced trauma, right? So like, oh, if I was sexually abused or oh if my parents were divorced or oh if I've experienced a car accident right like it has to be some big event or something traumatic for you to go to therapy which that isn't true at all um Of course, therapy is helpful um, for a person who has experienced those things. And even if you haven't experienced those things, you can still seek therapy. Um, And you also, as I mentioned before, don't have to wait until something happens. Um, Right. So like, oh, let's say you're in a relationship and you're really happy. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'll go to therapy if me and him break up no, you can go to therapy now. Like it's cool. Um, and so yes, you should go to therapy if you're thinking about it and you really can go at any time. I know a lot of people, and this kind of gets into like different styles of therapy. Um, there are a lot of people I know who have been in therapy for years. Um, and it's just something that they like to do as kind of a maintenance thing. So they go every week or maybe even every other week, you know, the frequency can change, um, but it's something that they like as just the ongoing support, right? So maybe one year they're, you know, grieving a family member, um, but maybe in year five of therapy, nothing is going on, but they still just like that space to be able to process and talk with a licensed professional. Um, so all of these things um, are okay. And I think that's also the cool thing about therapy is you kind of get to decide what the process and journey looks like for you. Um, and so of course with therapy, a lot of questions very practical and valid questions come up around cost insurance and affordability um and I really wanted to speak on this topic this week because I feel like it can get confusing and you know when you see like just different words of insurance and co-pays and deductibles and all that being thrown around it can be like okay what so how much does therapy actually cost um So first off, I want to say, if you're listening to this episode and you're in college, you should 100% try out therapy if you want to, um, because you're paying for it. Um, So those mental health counseling services are um, like 99.9% always included in your tuition. So you're paying, right, for all of this, um, the same way that you're paying like for access to the student union, right, like those student fees, everything that you're paying for as a part of your college experience, even if you aren't physically on campus, um, that mental health and counseling center is a part of that. Um, and so based on what college you go to, definitely, um, reach out to your mental health and counseling center. I'm sure on their webpage, they have all this information, um, but that is a part of your tuition. So I love to tell people, even if you're like, skeptical or like "Mm, i don't know i just go like try it um because it's free and so if nothing else you know you can do maybe a few sessions or whatever and maybe you're deciding okay this isn't for me right now or whatever but there's no harm in it so i would definitely say if you are a college student please go um because it's free and you're literally paying for it in your tuition Um, And so if you're outside of college, um, there's a few different things that I wanted to share. So if you're still on your parents' insurance, um, if your parents have insurance and you are on your parents' insurance, then, of course, you can see a therapist through there. Um, And so the best way to kind of go about that, um, you know, your parents kind of have insurance cards or they have the information from whatever provider, um, you know, insurance company they're a part of. So you can call that number. And what will happen is when you call, um, they will tell you. Well, a lot of things can happen. Um, So one thing that, you know, those people on the phone can help you with is locating people in your area who accept that insurance. Um, And so, of course, depending on the plan and the coverage that you have, um, it can look a lot different. So I know for some people, the insurance might cover, oh, your first 10 sessions are free. And then after that, your copay is $10 or $15 or $20 or whatever. Um, And so once again, that, of course, all just depends on kind of whatever plan of insurance your parents have. Um, Some people might not have a copay. It's, you know, this insurance, um, you know, these people accept this insurance and it's fully covered and you have, Um, 40 sessions for the year that you can go to or whatever so those people on the phone are able to help you with that like I said they can um, then narrow down and say like oh here are all the providers within a 30 mile radius of you know your zip code that accept this insurance and then from there what you'll what you would do is then like reach out to those therapists see if they have openings or whatever and we're going to get into what that might look like in a little bit as far as picking a therapist um, so that's one way to go about it if you are on your parents insurance so calling that number and really just asking the questions and like I said they can give you all the information about what a copay would be how many sessions are free all of that Um, And then if your parents don't have insurance or if you don't have insurance, um, there are definitely some options as far as accessibility. So I don't know if you guys have heard of the app called Talkspace. I think I've talked about it before, Um, but Talkspace is a very cool app. Every one who's on there is a licensed mental health professional. So a therapist, they have to have been practicing for X number of years. There've been background checks, all these other things. Um, But essentially it is a platform that was created for accessibility, um, for people to be able to have access to a therapist through their phones. Um, And so the platform of course is secure. Um, It's in line with HIPAA and all these other things, but you can have a therapist through this app. Um, And I think based on the plan that you get kind of determines like the i don't want to say the limits or the parameters of your relationship so say for example you might get one plan um that means you have like a video call with your therapist once a week and then you can also like chat with them via the app twice a week or whatever um and so you can like go on there to Talkspace um and see their different plans um also another resource that I love is Open Path Collective. I think I have mentioned this on the show, Open Path. So that's O-P-E-N and then Path, P-A-T-H, Collective. Um, And so Open Path Collective is a database that is for people with no insurance or that, um, you know, might need help paying for therapy. And so all the therapists on there, um, either like, take out of pocket, which means no insurance, um, or they might offer like a sliding scale. Um, so meaning like if I can only afford $15 a session, then that's what I'm going to pay. Um, and so Definitely wanted to mention both Talkspace and Open Path Collective Um, if you don't have insurance. And additionally, I know I mentioned group therapy earlier. Group therapy is oftentimes cheaper um, because, you know, it's a group of you all. Um, And so that can also be another affordable alternative that people really like. Um, And sometimes people like to do that. Like, oh, you know, right now I want to do group therapy because it's more affordable. And then maybe in some months or some years, I'll do individual therapy. Um, So those are all some things I wanted to mention as far as cost, insurance. And affordability. But once again, I just want to reiterate if you are in college, please take advantage um, of your mental health counseling services that you have on campus because you're paying for it and you should just take advantage of it. Um, so yes, that's all I have on cost. And then of course the next thing is picking a therapist. So I know I mentioned earlier, um, you know, if you're going the insurance route. Um, you know, the people will kind of tell you, oh, here are some people in your area um, who are accepting this insurance. And then the ball is kind of in your court about picking one. Um, And this can definitely be a process. So I will say, you know, have some patience, be kind to yourself, um, because it can be a process to kind of find a therapist for you. Um, So one thing I do want to say, as far as finding a therapist and different things like that. So with COVID, um, as you all know, virtual therapy is a thing. So that means, you know, meeting with the therapist uh, virtually. Um, So one really cool thing is that you can now you're now able to meet with Um, a therapist anywhere in your state. So of course, there are state laws um, that you do have to meet with a licensed health mental counselor who like is in the state that you're in. So for example, I'm in Connecticut, I couldn't provide therapy to somebody who's living in North Carolina, because I'm licensed in Connecticut, and I'm physically in Connecticut. So my clients have to be in the state of Connecticut. Um, But one thing that's really cool about this, um, that I love, is that it opens up um you know the door to you having access to more providers and so I guess what I mean is say for example if before corona let's say if you lived in a small town in North Carolina you know when you're calling insurance or trying to find a therapist you know you have to find someone that you would be able to drive drive to right so it wouldn't be feasible for you to say oh you know I found a therapist in Charlotte and they're three hours away so once a week for my appointment I'm gonna drive three hours like no um So you would, you know, be limited to the people in your area as far as like a mile radius. Um, And so the really cool thing about COVID is now that opens it up to you can see anybody in your state um, because of, you know, the ability to be able to meet virtually. So that's really cool. And I think people have found that to be helpful. Um, We're looking for a therapist because the therapist doesn't have to be in the same city that you are, um, which might've been the case beforehand. But now, you know, you can be seeing someone who maybe they're in the next city or town over, but because you're able to meet virtually you know that's now opens up the options for you so i think that that is really cool Um, so keep that in mind when you're looking for um if you're looking for a therapist that it can be anybody in your state even if they aren't in the same city as you um and of course if they're accepting virtual um appointments so, when it comes to picking a therapist, that's definitely one thing to have in mind. Um, would you like to see someone virtually or in person? I know there are some people who are doing in person work now, but of course, that's all up to you and your comfort level and what you want out of therapy and if you're comfortable going in somewhere or if you want to do virtual. Um, so, that's definitely something. Um, and you're probably like, where and how do I find a therapist? Um, one of the biggest I guess, search engines or kind of platforms for this is Psychology Today. Um, and so when you go on there, you can, of course, put in your location put in all these other different descriptor- descriptions. Um, and it will come back with, you know, a list of people or group of providers um, who kind of match that. Like I mentioned earlier, too, additionally, if you're going the insurance route, they'll be able to help you with um, a group of people who are in your area who kind of fit what it is you're looking for. Um, Of course, I love the platform Therapy for Black Girls. Um, So if you would like a therapist who's a black woman, um, they have an entire directory. So if you go to therapyforblackgirls.com and go to their directory tab, you can literally search um, by state um, for a black woman therapist. And then of course, when you click on it, you can read their bio, read some about them. And then it also has the information of like, what insurances do they take? Do they take people who don't have insurance? All of that. Um, So I would definitely recommend those platforms um You know in order to find someone and then of course you kind of get to ask yourself the questions of what's important to you so for some people it is important to have a therapist who is of the same race as them um for some people they don't care for some people it's important to have a therapist who's the same gender as them for other people it doesn't matter um you know for some people they would like to incorporate their religion um into treatment and so they want to find someone who like has a faith focus or you know practices in a way that religion is integrated All of these things are kind of thing are you know things that you get to decide for yourself. um, You know as you're kind of searching for a therapist and someone that you want to meet with um so as you're kind of thinking of these different characteristics that's definitely helpful I know I mentioned earlier too you know different therapists have different um specializations so maybe you are searching for a therapist because you're really struggling with anxiety Um, and so as you're reading you know bios or going through different things you might want to be looking for someone who says you know I specialize in cognitive behavioral therapy and I love working with people who are struggling with things anxiety and that's one of my specializations blah 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 um so you know to kind of be on the lookout of what it is that you're looking for of course a lot of therapists um just the way that training is set up you know like have that all have a general knowledge right of all of these things but there might be something for example if you're really trying to process um, the grief or loss of a loved one and so you want to go to someone who specializes in grief and loss um, so to kind of be on the lookout for that and I think on psychology today specifically you can search for kind of these like topics of like anxiety depression grief and loss um, different things like that um, to kind of help you narrow down the search and so also too, in the picking the therapist category, I also want to say, you know, give your therapist a chance. So when you start off with therapy, um, the first few sessions will definitely be about you two building a relationship with one another and the therapist getting to know you. So of course, they're going to be you know asking a lot of questions um, to get to know you, to get to know you know what brought you in. Um, and then also to discussing like any goals or anything that you want out of therapy. So like I mentioned earlier, you may be seeking therapy specifically maybe you're like i really want to improve the way i communicate with my family or i have a very um you know complex relationship with my dad and I want to process that so these are all things that in those first few sessions you would be sharing with your therapist so that they know you know what it is that you're there for um and on the other side of that as I mentioned before you might not have any goal in therapy you might just really want to go to talk about some things and then naturally as you guys are talking weeks and months down the road they're going to be things that come up that then your therapist is able to help you with um, so in those first few sessions you know that's going to be a lot of what it is is getting to know one another and building that relationship and trust so that then of course as time progresses you feel more and more comfortable opening up to them Um, so that is uh, my spiel on picking a therapist. And then there's one more thing that I wanted to mention because I know this episode is getting a little lengthy. Um, But I also wanted to talk about medication. So I know that this can be very confusing for some people um, as far as like medication and who prescribes. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a social worker. So as a social worker, I am not licensed. I did not go to med school. I can't tell you about chemical compounds in your body and biologically, all of the details and stuff. Now, do I know about different medications and their functions and what they do? Yes. Am I licensed to prescribe them and write you a prescription? Absolutely not. So let's be very clear. Um, A social worker and a a counselor um, cannot prescribe medication. Um, People who can prescribe medication um, are psychiatrists. Um, So a psychiatrist can prescribe. They went to medical school, have that background. You know, they are able to prescribe medication. And so a lot of times, um, you know, depending on where you go for therapy there oftentimes are like a psychiatrist on staff um, who can work with your therapist and prescribing medication for you if that's something that you're interested in Um, and a lot of people and there's research on this as well the combination of both therapy and medication can really help someone so for example um, if you're really struggling with depression um, weekly therapy and medication for your depression can really help and be a supportive thing Um, so a combination of the two as opposed to like oh do I want medication or do I want to go to therapy a lot of times they work really well together Um, and like I mentioned your therapist um, can work with a prescriber you know to get you that medication and then of course psychiatrists can also do therapy so your therapist might be a psychiatrist who then you know you can do your therapy sessions with and they can also prescribe you medication so I guess the takeaway from that is that Your therapist and psychiatrist can be the same person if they are a psychiatrist, um, or it could be two different people who work together, um, you know, collaborating to kind of make sure that you have the best care possible. So if you do have a therapist that maybe you see weekly um, and then a psychiatrist that maybe you only see monthly or, you know, whenever, and they are the ones who are prescribing your medication. But if medication is something that you're interested in, definitely talk to your therapist um, about it. And then, of course, they can go they'll be talking to you more about the process and what that can look like. So overall, you know, I just really wanted to talk on this episode about therapy. I feel like I here and there, I've kind of talked about these pieces, um, you know, throughout All of the episodes, um, but I definitely just wanted to have one episode that had all of this information in it Um, and you know overall of course i'm an advocate for therapy Um, and of course I am not naive. I know that there are tons of barriers Um, and therapy is not accessible To everyone and so I also that's why I provided and in other episodes as well, like non-conventional ways to be able to take care of yourself and, you know, start this healing journey or start your mental health and wellness journey, um, even if it isn't traditional one-on-one therapy. Um So, yeah. And also, too, I wanted to add this caveat. Therapy can be uncomfortable. Um, You might not leave sessions, you know, jumping over the moon, feeling like hearts and rainbows all the time because it might bring up stuff from your childhood or it might make you think about a decision you made that maybe you could have done something differently. Right. Like that's kind of what therapy is. It's about growth. It's about processing. Um, And so I don't want you to think that, oh, if I left my therapy session feeling sad, that means my therapist sucks or that means that it's not working, um, it probably actually means quite the opposite. Um, that, you know, things are kind of coming to the surface and you're growing and you're changing and, you know, you are processing some of the things from your past and it can bring some things up. And that's why therapy is such a safe container to do that, because something that your therapist is also kind of responsible for is, you know, helping you to have coping skills and healthy ways to deal with the things that come up in therapy. Um, So that is why, you know, it is safer, if you will, to do that with the licensed health professional um, versus maybe just doing it with your best friend. And then when you leave the conversation, you're like, okay, now what? So, you know, be honest with yourself and your therapist. That's something else I wanted to leave you all with. Therapy um, can't be as helpful if you aren't honest with your therapist, right? So if you're lying to them or different things like that, they won't be able to help you as much as if you were honest. And of course, that takes trust, which is what I was mentioning about those first few sessions um, really being about you and your therapist building that relationship with one another. So, yeah, be honest with yourself. Be honest with your therapist. Um, And, you know, it is about doing the work. Right. You can't just put it all on the therapist. Um, But if they, you know, are kind of challenging you to do something or maybe your therapist might give you homework to do after a session. You know, you doing your part as well so that you guys collectively can see that change um, over time as you're in therapy, because, you know, your therapist does not have a magic wand by any means but they are definitely there to support you and help you um on your journey and so i really hope that this episode was helpful I know that was a ton of information. Um, If you have any other questions about therapy, about finding a therapist, the right therapist, red flags in a therapist, any of that stuff, let me know. Because, you know, I will love to do a part two of this episode um, if needed, because y'all know I absolutely love giving y'all the goods. Um, So once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, If you are not a part of College by Her, the community, go to collegebyher.com and join that. It's completely free. A community for black girls in college. Be there. Um, Also, too, as I mentioned earlier, the mental health check-ins, you can sign up for that on our website. Um, Go get some merch. Um, College by Her has a mental health guide. If your college or any organization you know is looking for someone to come speak to black girls about mental health and wellness, I'm your girl. Email me at college collegebyhurry@gmail.com, And I just want to say thank y'all so much for listening. Um, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. And I will see y'all back here next week at the same time, same place. You heard me? <laughs> Bye y'all.